Clearshore presents Why the Pentagon Can't Count It's Time to Reinvent the Audit by Steve Blank November 30th, 2022 at steveblank.com In the past, headlines about the Pentagon failing its financial audit again would never have caught my attention. But having been in the middle of this conversation when I served on one of the Defense Department's advisory boards, I understand why the Pentagon can't count. The experience taught me a valuable lesson about innovation and imagination in large organizations and the difference visionary leadership, or the lack of it, can make. With audit costs approaching a billion dollars a year, the Pentagon had an opportunity to lead in modernizing auditing. Instead, it opted for more of the same. By law, the Department of Defense has to provide Congress and the public with an assessment of where it spends its money and to provide transparency of its operations. A financial audit counts what the Department of Defense has, where it has it, and if they know where its money is being spent. Auditing the Department of Defense is a massive undertaking. For one thing, it is the country's largest employer, with 2.9 million people, 1.3 million on active duty, 800,000 in the reserve components, and 770,000 civilians. The audit has to count the location and condition of every piece of military equipment, property, inventory, and supplies. And there are a lot of them. The department has 643,900 assets, from buildings to pipelines, roads, and fences located on over 4,860 sites, as well as 19,700 aircraft and over 290 battle force ships. To complicate the audit, the department has 326 different and separate financial management systems, 4,700 data warehouses, and over 10,000 different and disconnected data management systems. By the way, just like in the private sector, financial audits and audits of contracts are separate. While the DOD Office of Inspector General is responsible for these financial audits of trillions of dollars of assets and liabilities, the Defense Contract Audit Agency is responsible for auditing the hundreds of billions of dollars of acquisition contracts. They have the same issues. This is the fifth year the department has undergone a financial statement audit and failed it. The audit was not a trivial effort. It required 1,600 auditors. 1,450 from public accounting firms and 150 from the Office of Inspector General. In 2019, the audit cost $428 million in auditing costs, $186 million to the auditors, along with $242 million to audit support, and another $472 million to fix the issues the audit discovered. The Defense Department's 40-plus advisory boards are staffed by outsiders who can provide independent perspectives and advice. I sat on one of these boards, and our charter was to leverage private sector lessons to improve audit quality. With defense spending on auditing approaching a billion dollars a year, it was clear it would take a decade or more to catch up to the audit standards of private companies. But no single company or even entire industry was spending this much money on auditing. And remarkably, The Defense Department seems intent on doing the same thing year after year, just with more people and with a few more tools and processes to get incrementally better. 
it dawned on me that if we tried to look over the horizon, the department could audit faster, cheaper, and more effectively by inventing the future tools and techniques rather than repeating the past. Nothing in our charter asked the advisory board to invent the future, but I found myself asking, what if we could? What if we could provide the Defense Department with new technology, new approaches to auditing, analytics practices, audit research, and standards, all while creating audit and data management research and a new generation of financial applications and vendors? I reminded my fellow advisory board members that in 1959, at the dawn of the computer age, the Defense Department was the largest user of computers for business applications. However, there was no common business programming language. So, rather than wait for one, the Defense Department led the effort to create one, the COBOL programming language. And 20 years later, it did the same for the ADA programming language. With this history in mind, I proposed we lead again, and that we start an initiative for the fifth generation of audit practices, the Audit 5 initiative, with machine learning predictive analytics, intelligent sampling and predictions. This initiative would also include automating ETL, predictive analytics, fraud detection, and a new generation of audit standards. I pointed out that this program wouldn't need more funds since the Department of Defense could allocate 10% of the $428 million we were spending on auditors and fund SBIR, Small Business Innovation Research Programs, in auditing, data management, finance, to generate 5 to 10 new startups in this space each year. Simultaneously, we could fund academic research to incentivize research on machine learning as applied to audit 5 challenges in finance, auditing, and data management. In addition, we could create new audit standards by working with existing government audit standards bodies, such as the Generally Accepted Government Auditing Standards, GAGAS, Yellow Book, the GAO's Standards for Internal Control in the Federal Government, Green Book, and the Federal Accounting Standards Advisory Board, FASAP. We could collaborate with civilian audit standards bodies, the ASB, Auditing Standards Board, and PCAOB, Public Company Accounting Oversight Board. Working together, the Defense Department could create the next generation of machine-driven and semi-automated standards. Furthermore, it could help the independent public accounting firms, KPMG, EY, PwC, Deloitte et al., create a new practice and make them partners in the Audit 5 initiative. By investing 10% of the existing auditing budget over the next few years, these activities would create a Defense Audit Center of Excellence that would fund academic centers for advanced audit research, stand up future of audit programs that would create 5 to 10 new startups each year, be the focal point for government and industry finance and audit standards, and create public-private partnerships rather than mandates. Spinning up these activities would dramatically reduce the department's audit costs, standardize its financial management environment, and provide confidence in their budget, auditability, and transparency. And as a bonus, it would create a new generation of finance, audit, and data management startups funded by private capital. I was in awe of my fellow advisory board members. They had spent 
decades in senior roles in finance and accounting in both the public and private sector. Yet when I pitched this idea, they politely listened to what I had to say and then moved on to their agenda, providing the DOD with incremental improvements. At the time, I was disappointed, but not surprised. An advisory board is only as good as what it's being chartered and staffed to do. If they are being asked to provide a 10% incremental advice, they'll do so. But if they're asked for revolutionary, that is, 10 times advice, they can change the world. But that requires a different charter, leadership, people, innovation, and imagination. In the end, the Department of Defense, the largest purchaser of accounting services in the world, whiffed a chance to be the leader in creating the next generation of audit tools and services, not only for financial audits, but for the hundreds of billions of dollars of acquisition contracts the Defense Contract Audit Agency audits. By now, the department could have audit tools driven by machine learning algorithms, ferreting out fraud by vendors or contractors, and anticipating programs that are at risk. Lessons learned. You only get what you ask for. You haven't hired people with imagination. America's defense leaders ought to ask and act for transformational, contrarian, and disruptive advice. And ensure they have the will and organizations to act on it. Move requests for advice for incremental improvements to the consulting firms that currently serve the Defense Department. Defense leaders need to consider whether spending a billion dollars a year for an audit is causing the department to become appreciably more efficient or better managed, or whether there might be a better way. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. We would like to hear from you, so please send your thoughts to comments at clearshore.us or visit us at clearshore.us. If you would like this show delivered to you automatically, you can subscribe to the Clearshore Podcasts on iTunes. Wishing you all the best until next time. 